0: Rust Belt Gothic. Yes, this is an automotive channel, and now you're getting an analysis of a video game. But we're a Pennsylvania YouTube channel, and this is a Pennsylvanian video game. So, Night in the Woods is an indie adventure game by Alex Holokwa, Scott Benson, and Bethany Hockenberry. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name Alec. This video game is part of a new genre called Rust Belt Gothic and Night in the Woods is more a short story than it is a video game so it deserves its own literary analysis. Rust Belt Gothic is a term coined in 2012 by Cambridge professor David Trotter in his article, Rust Belt Gothic, The New Technology Narrative. Trotter explains that the Gothic literature, that Gothic literature, which lasted from about 1837 to 1901, or during the Victorian era, used the once great positive settings of Middle Age structures, castles, manors, etc., as the locations for evil and dread. Victorian audiences were unsettled by seeing or reading about their beloved imagery. Arthurian castles, great halls of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, chivalric estates, and property of the Knight's Tale from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, turned black and wretched, filled with pointless death and frightening paranormal activity. The nobility, which symbolized stability and safety, was gone, replaced by the Other, the unknown. Trotter explains that these themes have returned, with factories, industrial areas, and crumbling retail spaces taking the place of Dracula's castle. Manufacturing plants, once signs of prosperity from the 19th to the mid-20th century, are now symbols of doom and finality because they failed. Industrial areas, once places where affluent workers gathered, are now empty lots, symbolizing a vapid and desolate future. Retail... Once bright, clean, and filled with luxury goods, the spoils of a victorious industry are now abandoned, symbolizing defeat, or they are sparsely inhabited by generic-looking shops selling cheap foreign knock-offs of the genuine products once sold there, a far-off entity an alien invading force, has conquered, imposing a distant but influencing control of the homeland. These are modern 21st century moods which resonate with post-industrial American communities such as rural Pennsylvania, where Holoqua, Benson, and Hockenberry reside. Night in the Woods takes place in a declining rural town founded on coal mining and industrial glass processing. Both of these industries have closed long before the game's narrative begins, and most of the residents now work menial retail jobs. The factory and the mine are colored dull, blues, blacks, and browns, and muted dark tones in the game's visuals, which contrast with the town's happier oranges, pinks, and yellows. The factory looms in the game's background like a gothic castle. Trotter says that factories serve as locations for rising tension and climax. In modern serials such as Homeland and The Killing, poking around on her, the protagonist, own in the pit's black gloom of some cavernous abandoned factory, warehouse, or underground silo. Trotter also explains that the absence of technology is another morphed trope of the Rust Belt Gothic. In traditional Gothic literature, the absence of light is the technology of the day. Torches go out, telegraphs cease to function, leaving the protagonists alone, unable to signal for help. In Rust Belt Gothic, cell phones cease to function, internet disappears, leaving the protagonists alone and unable to call for help. Characters in both of these related genres are isolated. We're going to look at two gothic works and one American horror work, and compare them to Night in the Woods. Fall of the House of Usher, from 1839 by Edgar Allan Poe, Bram Stoker's Dracula, from 1897, and The Lottery, from 1948 by Shirley Jackson. From this point on, I will spoil the plot and subplots of Night in the Woods, If you want to experience the game's story naturally, you're going to want to stop this video now. I know there are no visuals accompanying this video, it's merely an audio narrative. But I go into detail. Usher, Dracula, and The Lottery serve as secondary sources to Night in the Woods. Whether Holokwa, Benson, or Hockenberry read these books or not doesn't matter. The themes of Usher, Dracula, and the Lottery are present in Night in the Woods, and their inclusion in American school curriculums as well as popular culture makes them influencer, makes them influential to Night in the Woods. I'm sorry. Makes them influences to Night in the Woods. First, Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, here's how this story goes. The narrator of this story goes to visit his friend Roderick Usher and his sister Madeline Usher, and while they're at their house, Madeline goes in and out of trances, talks nonsense, and dies. A big storm comes, and the narrator and Roderick stay in Roderick's usher's, usher's house to ride out the storm. The storm gets worse, Roderick starts getting all weird, so the narrator reads him a King Arthur-style dragon-slaying story to calm Roderick down, because the narrator thinks that a familiar story like that will work. Nope, it doesn't work. Roderick freaks the fuck out and starts saying that Madeline, his sister, is still alive and is making the storm happen and the lake glow. Oh yeah, the lake outside is glowing now. And then wham! The door flies open to the bedroom and there stands Madeline. She's alive? roderick goes ie and madeline goes Ugh! and she staggers stagger stagger and falls on roderick both die and the narrator goes fuck this and leaves Outside, the narrator looks back and watches the house split in two and light pours out of the crack in the middle like a Molly EDM show is inside, and then the house breaks further apart, and light explodes out, and then crumble, and then darkness, the end. Yeah. It just ends. Crappy ending. How's the narrator getting home? All this stuff was in the house. What does he tell Rod's mom and dad? Or the neighbors? We don't know. Welcome to Gothic literature. At least the cast of The Fall of House of Usher was only three people and one location. Anyway, what does the story mean? It's about guilt. The house is a representation of Roderick's guilt over killing his sister. Yeah, he totally did kill his sister, even though it's not overtly stated in the story. Why did he do it? No one knows. He just did. And now he feels sorry, as he damn well should. So the universe, or God, or Odin, takes revenge. The video game Night in the Woods is about guilt, too. Beatrice Santello feels guilty because she resents her father for giving up on life after his wife died. Gregory Lee feels guilty for being unworthy of Angus Delaney's love. May feels guilty on a subconscious level for throwing away her education for reasons she can't quite articulate. So there you go. Book number two, Bram Stoker's Dracula, 1897 huge extended cast, like Night in the Woods. And this novel is divided into individual episodes, also like Night in the Woods. And this is a mystery story, like Night in the Woods. There's a central team that's working together to solve a mystery. And here's what's going on in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula is moving from Transylvania to England. That's it. That's the story. Okay, Count Dracula is packing up shop, and uh, move into London where the drinking's good. So a team of steampunk super sleuth is assembled by the Bruce Wayne of the day, Van Helsing, and their mission, find out what Count Dracula is doing and stop him. Why not just kill Dracula? Good luck, homie's a shapeshifter. You can't find Dracula. You can only find... you can't find out where Dracula is. You can only find out where Dracula was. And based on what you find there, try to predict where he's going to be next. And that's what Van Helsing and his League of Extraordinary Gentlemen does. Bram Stoker's Dracula plays out like a legit detective novel. It's long and the action is spread out. Mostly, you're following Van Helsing and his team as they follow clues, visit libraries, graves, and bicker with each other, make up and sally forth. So, what Dracula's doing is he's bringing 50 coffins from Transylvania to London. Each of these coffins is filled up with dirt from Transylvania. The idea is uh, Dracula can only regenerate if he takes a dirt nap in the dirt from Transylvania. So, He takes these 50 coffins, spreads them all out over London. These are his save points. So, as he can go out, feed, kill people, and as long as he gets back to one of these coffins with the dirt in, no matter what damage he sustained that day, everything's going to be healed and he's going to be good. So, Van Helsing and his team has to go around, find these 50 coffins, destroy the 50 coffins, and Dracula starts to see that he's getting owned here, and he starts getting out of Dodge. Van Helsing doesn't do Dracula in. Two other members of the team, Harker and Quincy, kill Count Dracula, but not with an oak stake. They just knife him to death, Julius Caesar style. The story ends by telling what each member of Van Helsing's team did after their adventure, how they moved on, their professions, who they married, if they had kids. It sort of ends like the ending of Stand By Me. Next book, The Lottery Shirley Jackson 1948. This short story originally appeared in the New Yorker and it pissed a lot of people off because it's not this kind of clever self-congratulatory pretentious easy to digest story that the New Yorker is known for offering up to its readers like a shiny tray of hors d'oeuvres. The Lottery is an amoral tale of human sacrifice goes like this. A charming Rockwellian American town has a lottery every year. Everybody in town goes to the town center on a specific day, the whole town, altogether, Everybody takes a folded piece of paper. One folded piece of paper has a mark on it. Whoever gets the marked piece of paper stands in the center of the crowd, and everybody in town stones that person to death. The townsfolk think this brings prosperity to the town. Sound familiar? Sounds really familiar. Night in the Woods Climax is strikingly similar. A hooded secret society of townsfolk, the, the, uh, the fandom surrounding the game calls it the murder cult of uncles, uh, throws victims into a mineshaft or pit. The secret society thinks there's a god down in the pit That needs to be fed with bodies. In exchange, this underground god will bring prosperity and jobs back to Possum Springs. The lottery and Night in the Woods ending have the same structure, but there are three differences. In the lottery, the killing is overt, and in Night in the Woods, it's covert. In the lottery, the tradition has been going on for a long time, and in Night in the Woods, uh, it's been a recent tradition. In the lottery, the victims were willing, and in Night in the Woods, victims were unwilling. So now here's this uh, game review literary analysis. The player cannot fail. In Night in the Woods, there is no game overs. You cannot die and can't change the game's plot. If the player performs poorly in the Guitar Hero style minigame, no problem. The game continues. No matter who wins the knife fight, the game continues. No consequences befall you if you get caught shoplifting, and you can't die even in your dreams. There's no wrong way to build your baby boy. May has no health meter, inventory, money, lives, and there's only one ending to the game. The player can only select different responses and conversations with NPCs, but it doesn't matter what the, what the player chooses May to say. The conversation tree narrows to a static conclusion. The player could easily turn away, blindly press buttons, and the story will still reach the same conclusion. Is it right to call Night in the Woods a game? Well, You can, but you must then judge it by video game standards. The non-contestual interaction of Night in the Woods and the player's inconsequential role makes it a poorly executed video game, comparable to CD-ROM edutainment from Club Kidsoft in 1995. Night in the Woods puts all of its eggs into writing. So, well, if it's not a video game, maybe this is a graphic novel. Okay. Consider the storytelling. What is the conflict or goal? Do you remember these? Self versus person or persons? Self versus nature? Self versus self? Well, okay. So what kind of story is this? Well, it's self versus self. It's May versus herself. May is bad. May needs to be good. Okay. That's a good story. A classic structure. May is an agent against herself. She tries to help fixing a furnace, but she just makes a mess. She causes a drunken scene at a bush party, sprays mall shoppers with water, and wrecks a restaurant bathroom when the evening's mood doesn't suit her. All of this she justifies to herself under the denial of helping friends. May slowly learns, but doesn't fully grasp, during conversations at the conclusions of each hangout or chapters of the story, that acting out isn't the best way to solve her problems. She has no growth. By the third act, you start wondering, how is May going to screw this up? Even May's shirt insignia, a circle with a slash through it, or a null set symbol, that's a symbol of her absence of self-control which is also a symbol of the player's lack of control over May. She will destroy. So if we're talking about Night in the Woods as a graphic novel, or an interactive graphic novel, we now get to talk about symbols. Well, a symbol is anything that represents both itself and something else. Easy. Anything that stands for something else. May's shirt is that which isn't. The Borowski's bird is May trapped in Possum Springs, or trapped in her mind. Greg's Greg's leather perfecto-style motorcycle jacket is a symbol of rebellion against not just the town, but the stereotypical image of what a gay man is supposed to look like. The rocket on top of the video store, well that's a phallic symbol of the real reason the video store stays in business. When a symbol repeats itself, Or a bunch of things throughout the story uh, and reappears again and again, well then that symbol levels up and becomes a motif. The motif in Night in the Woods is holes. Check it out. Title screen. A spiraling hole over the title. The graveyard. Holes. Descending into food donkey's basement. Well, that's another hole. Walking down into the elderly's basement. That's a hole. Germ goes into a tunnel under the threshold bridge. That's another hole. And the climax is in a mine, which is a hole filled with other holes. So once you move on from motif, now you're into theme. Well, a theme is a statement. It's an expression in a sentence. A theme isn't as simple as a one-word topic like love or friendship or honesty. No. A theme is a declaration. This is the theme of Night in the Woods. Impractical experiences are worthwhile. Every character's, Every character lives a mundane existence in Night in the Woods. With the exception of the ending, each day's events are useless. Knife fighting for fun destroying property, shoplifting, watching your friend fix a furnace, cooking dinner, smashing fluorescent light bulbs, walking through a cemetery, talking to homeless folks, standing in a sewer pipe, eating donuts, going to bush parties, lying on the railroad tracks, feeding rats, Faking your way into college parties, listening to your neighbor's poetry, looking at the stars, playing video games, performing in a town play. All of these activities do nothing to further your life. They're all distractions from life. But these little moments are all the characters have to define their dreary Pennsylvanian life. And that is where the story should have ended. Simple people dealing with small-town problems. Now, those problems take a while to solve because you must keep character development going for at least 50 more pages. And we haven't even started talking about May's mental health. By the fourth act of Night in the Woods, the characters, wants are completely known to the player including secondary characters, like Laurie Myers wants to be treated like a grown-up, Pastor Kay wants autonomy, and the Chamber of Commerce wants notoriety, and May's parents want respect. And Jeremy Wharton, well, he wants nothing. (laughs) He appears and disappears throughout the game, talking nonsense. Perhaps he was written in just to be the weird kid, or he might exist just to end the game. Which he does. Night in the Woods ending, its murderous conclusion doesn't fit the story's slow pace, but it does fit the abrupt ending style of gothic literature, just like The Fall of House of Usher and The Lottery. The difference is The Fall of the House of Usher has only three characters, while Night in the Woods has at least 31 characters influencing characters which matter to the story, if you count rabies. Poe could end Fall of the House of Usher with only three character arcs to finalize. Holoqua Benson, and Hockerberry had 31 character arcs to tie up. And I'm beginning to wonder if the trio saw the ton of writing awaiting them to finish a story about mental illness within the bounds of small-town malaise And they thought, Fuck it. Murder Cole of uncles. There we go. Uh Uh-oh. The assignment is due next week. How to end the story. Dynamite ending. Right. The least developed character, Jeremy Wharton, or Germ Warfare, saves the four main characters by throwing dynamite down a mineshaft, murdering about a dozen men. Jeremy Wharton commits multiple homicides, and shrugs it off as just a thing to do. May walks around town the next day, and none of her friends are in shock from being involved in murder. They agree to keep this to themselves and move on, even playing a song after the conclusion of the game, and nothing is resolved. May still has dissociative disorder, Beatrice is still stressed from running the family business, Greg and Angus are still leaving town, and May's parents are still in danger of losing their house. The ending to Night in the Woods feels rushed. The authors didn't write themselves into a corner, no. They wrote themselves into a cornfield. There's a lot of directions out of that cornfield, but they're all a hike. But don't worry. Guys, If you make a sequel to Night in the Woods, you're right now listening to two fans and fellow Pennsylvanians, with degrees in English literature, who would love to help. We do this sort of stuff for a living. So cheers and beers from the east side of the Susquehanna. He hardly did he like the game! Yeah, I liked the game. It's about Pennsylvania. Not enough stories are told about here. And the story has to continue. Seriously, if you make night in the woods, into, if you make night in the woods too, drop us a line.